Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just put a bleep bar out. over like that whole yeah, minute that section. Whole segment. I feel uh, uncomfortable. Oh my god, Lucas. Uh, how do Stop I playing with my feet under the table, Sam. Happy 50th episode! Jesus, how do you do this? Oh, uh, we really gotta twist these. Wait, things. wait, stop, stop. Oh, oh, f oh we f***ed up. We gotta just commit now. Just commit. Twist it. I'm scared. Rub it. Bop it. Wow, that was actually super sad. What the hell? Mine. These are sad, bro. Boo. Boo. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. It's, I'm the oh. only one wearing this party hat today, guys. It's our 50th. Well, how do you twist? 50th episode of the night show, guys. And Gary Gensler is getting fired. What a great day to be I'm here. I'm the only it one is. wearing the hat, so you guys don't get to talk. It's Blockchain Boy in the house. I want the spotlight. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. We have some exciting stuff today. First of all, Crypto Bull Run is back. Gary Gensler, Crybaby on the stand. Elon Musk warns about AI. And Ron DeSantis versus Disney World. Uh, I'm going to take this off now. This is actually pretty uncomfortable. Now you got to leave yeah, it on the that's whole time. Right. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah, let's start off with uh, what we were just talking about before we got on the show, because it's kind of funny, taking place in Florida. Uh, the battle between DeSantis now and Walt Disney. Now, this has been going on for a while, and if you guys don't know about Walt Disney or the evil mouse, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. Uh, and I've actually covered them a lot because uh, they're not very green, even though they like to buy their little ESG carbon credits. Uh, but, you know, so if you want to, like, elaborate a little bit on what DeSantis is doing with the prison and potentially launching a competitor, a competitor to Walt Disney. Are you referring to the park or the, <laughs> with the prison? Um, so one, just for context, of course, Disney decided to get in, get into politics last year and fight DeSantis on a bunch of bills that he was trying to pass, specifically the parental rights and education bill. So DeSantis, being the guy that he is, says, okay, well, we're not going to give you special treatment anymore. So what's interesting about Disney is it's literally kind of like a city state, right? They bought this land and they are self-governing. It's, it's like Rome. Yeah, literally. You know, it's, it's actually like closer to the Vatican, right? So they get a lot of benefits. They run all their own stuff. So Florida, DeSantis said, fine, we're getting rid of all that. You're going to be treated like every other corporation in the state. And that includes abiding by labor laws and all kinds of other regulatory compliance. It's complicated because they've had the status for like 60 years. So Orange County, the various counties that uh, surround Disney aren't necessarily prepared to just say, okay, we're going to manage all your infrastructure. However, because it's all politics, there's a lot of political moves going on. The most recent news that brings up this headline is Disney had a board, essentially, that uh, managed their land. Well, they did all this corporate kind of shape-shifting right before the state of Florida officially kind of took it over to say, essentially, hey, we still rem uh, still have control. And they did it the la last minute to their bylaws, and DeSantis was like, yeah, we're not abiding by that uh, at all. And you're going to do as we say. So it's setting up for kind of a legal fight. So now the New York Times comes out with an article saying, like, Disney is 2% of Florida's GDP. Uh, what is DeSantis doing? Is Disney going to leave all this is political posturing um, in probably five years from now, everyone will have forgotten it happened, right? So it's just hot right now because DeSantis might have a presidential run. Disney is one of the largest media groups in the world, right? So obviously it's a very contentious fight, but either way, it's, it's interesting to see how the dynamics play out because some people, you can hate DeSantis, but you can also hate Disney or you can love Disney and also love DeSantis. I don't know how that works. But like no way, Disney should no way be... Disney adults praise DeSantis. Yeah, no, no way. Yeah, look at that demographic. Um, <laughs> but there's nothing wrong, I think, with wanting Disney to abide by all the same rules and regulations normal companies do. And that includes labor laws, 
right? So it's kind of weird to, it's a weird no, situation. No, I, I think it's, you know, this is, goes back to, you said for like the last 60 years. And then we came off yeah. the Bretton Woods system, Nixon off the gold standard, and this wealth gap in America has divided <laughs> the working class and these top corporations massive, immensely over the last 50 yeah. years. So we're at that breaking point where we've seen over the last couple of years, uh, we go back, we talk about Elizabeth Warren and Janet Yellen's battle with BlackRock and banks becoming too big to fail or institutions in that matter. Uh, and Walt Disney is one of these media companies. And once you have that much control, this is an issue that's waking up to a lot of people through social media. We all realize this. We're like, oh, wow. Okay, if this company goes under, for example, the TikTok ban, which now Xantis is actually pushing as well, uh, you know, we're limited to now one or two other media outlets and you get very, very centralized very, very quickly. I mean, this goes from a triopoly to now just two companies or one company. I mean, I, I just think it's funny that he threatened to build a prison next to Disney World. And if you look at the comparisons, you know, it's kind of funny because the workers at Disney World also live in basically a cell considering the fact that they are not paid a living wage. They're living in these motel rooms. Um, you know, Disney as a corporation is pretty evil, I think. And, and also, uh, I have a rule on dating apps. If I see a woman in front of the Disney castle, I swipe left. It's a red flag. <laughs> yeah. Now listen, because these, these Disney adults, I'm not sure if it's repressed childhood trauma or something. It's deeply weird. wrong. Something is deeply wrong with these women. And, and, it's okay. I'm gonna. It's I'm gonna have you digress on that topic. Because I know a lot of people. Disney no, is a fun place so to go. Serious. He's so yeah. Good. He is so serious. I'm not joking. I mean, I I agree with him. Actually, it is really weird, but it is just funny. Like, Disney's a corporation. They're not. They're not a good corporation. I get there's magic behind a lot of the stuff they do. Although now, because it's Disney stuff. I'm seeing like old Disney movies. Oh, scenes well, the pop kaboo, up. a uh, child labor law is gone. Yeah, <laughs> well, I saw like old scenes from Pinocchio and stuff. There's Pleasure Island. What the f was that? Can we talk about that for a second? You want to talk about some Jeffrey Epstein dude, shit? Dude? Well, that's what I'm going to talk about because what? that's the connection. What the f is all that, bro? Pleasure Island, bro? Yeah. Pleasure Island? Those donkeys? I like, I watched it as like yesterday and I wanted to cry. I was like, this is so horrifying and disgusting. And as a kid, even as a kid, I was like, it was devastating. I'm always going to school. I was always there. Oh, yeah. You're scared into it. And what the, what's wild about that scene in particularly is Epstein just got in trouble with JP Morgan because they are referring to all of the uh, people on Pleasure Island as Disney princesses. Bro. And so Walt Disney has been behind a lot of this for years. It's so the like, elites love to beginning. signal. They signal these like little things to mm. us. They give us these breadcrumbs. They do it right in front of us. And then it's like, you look at it and you're, you're called Hiding crazy. in plain sight. They're like, oh Hiding no, they didn't, they didn't mean that. Oh, Pleasure yeah. Island, little boys. I mean, Jeffrey Epstein Dude, goes been, like, all of them. still talk, so all they send them back. That's you have like all so of the, uh, you can look up like all of the, what do you call those like, remarks? What is it called? Like sexual innuendos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. like so many in every series, whether it's My Little Mermaid or Lion King, like all of the original ones from like the early 2000s and the late like 1990s. They all have some subtle form of this. And that one is just probably the scariest because it's right in front of you. And 20 years ago, we wouldn't have made anything of that. And they just try washing it out of. I mean, Disney's system. had a long history of like doing sus things. Remember the roustabouts from Dumbo? Well, actually, what's funny is there's a lot of child sex trafficking that happens within like Disney's influential like geography, but it all gets hidden in the media just because it'll hurt their image. There so gotta be something wrong people. with you. Put on a costume and mess with them little kids, man. 
which make sure you guys are subscribed to this channel because right after this, and this will be released a little bit later after this show is uh, published, but we are going to be interviewing one of your good friends. Yeah, who, Richard yeah. Ring, who literally finds missing children. Which uh, is awesome. We're going to talk about that directly with the state of Florida because this is a huge issue and there's a lot of topics I want to talk about it just with like the federal sentences and stuff that are just so weak because it's been embedded by these big corporations and these lobbyists and policies over the last, again, 60 years at this point. But so moving on to the next topic, guys, are we back in a Bitcoin bull run? Twitter has been pushing this pretty massively. You have all the altcoin announcements saying you got to buy these before they 50X. I'm seeing the videos again. And, you know, being someone that's an educator in the space, been here for three years, and I know Lucas has been as well. I'm just sniffing it out. Damn, like I haven't been here since 2017. Ouch. Well, I mean, I'm talking about from TikTok, just oh, facts, full, yeah. actual education. I was just shit posting before that. True. Well, yeah, yeah. But either and way, now, honestly. So I want to get your thoughts on this first before I dive into it a little bit. Uh, but, you know, f my first thing I want to just lay off is I've seen a lot of the bigger channels come out and say, hey, we're back in this board. The same channels that said we were going to go to 12K, 9K, potentially even 6 to 3K. Talking about like the end of the world. And these channels are coming out saying, hey, Pay attention, subscribe to my channel because this month I'm going to give you my top altcoin picks to make, you know, 10, 20, 30 X's. Whenever I hear that, to me, I'm smelling out people that are about to get a bag. They're being paid and they have a sponsorship coming up and they're trying to soft They're warming engage. up the audience. They're you know? warming up their audience, right? Yeah, getting and, the oil in the pan hot. And they're, yeah, and they're starting to punt, uh, push this pretty hard. So what are your thoughts on that, man? Uh, my thoughts are like, you know, it's pretty embarrassing when the same people who are, who are calling for, for 12K are now calling for 40 um look guys no look, can we just admit that no one knows shit in this market it's fun to speculate uh but you shouldn't be married to predictions i think predictions should just be considered fun like I, it just it gives me a hernia every time i see these people the same people every time uh who unceremoniously do the same thing to their audience every time i'm like guys come on now are we going to sit here and do this little song and dance? And guys, like me and Blockchain Boy are in these pools. We see the groups. We see the early investors. We, right we get there, invited bro. to these things. We I've see how the much addresses. they're paying. Now, we disclose every single advertisement on this channel, and we work with awesome companies like Arculus uh, that aren't even crypto-related and are just about self-custody and protecting yourselves. And so just I just want to give you guys that heads up. When you guys see your favorite influencers uh, start talking about new altcoins, like one, they really need to disclose it. But on, we're in an unfortunate environment right now where a lot, 90% of these content creators are out there are one, too scared to tell their audience because they're worried about their reputation. But two, there is so much of a gray area with regulatory clarity. These people are just not even disclosing, early investing, pumping it up, and then dumping on these well, investors. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break it down for you guys, right? And this is for anyone watching too. Now, okay, so let's say that you, you have like five different you know influencer posts about a crypto, right? Uh, I'm going to go two are sponsored. And then one got involved in the ICO. Um, and then one is indirectly benefiting because of their bags are being pumped. And then one is genuine. Uh, and that that is kind of how I break it down. Um, you know, most of the time I see stuff on Twitter, I'm like, hey, I, I was just in that group of KOLs. I know exactly who's posting this. I would say, yeah. So here's how you get away from this. One, read The Richest Man in Babylon. That will literally let you tell and read and understand how people are called. These people aren't bullshit. reading a book. I'm telling you, the good people will. The, the two of you watching that will, you, you're going to be ahead of the game. But what you do in this scenario, guys, is whenever you see a creator talk about a new crypto that comes out of nowhere, give it like a week. Just don't touch it. Give it like a week because if you start seeing other creators, like five or six creators right after that, drop the same exact video about the same exact topics, generally they're reading off a pitch deck and pushing they're a either, video they're off either of meat writing or they're being sponsored, right? And like when when I'm when I when I hop into something in like a you know like an allocation, uh, generally I'm it's first of all very upfront, and I'm also very upfront. Hey, I'm not endorsing this project. 
it's 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 a trading opportunity if anything right like i think those are that's some of the key stuff you have to disclose yeah. up front if you're involved any in icos sales. ios ios anything you guys see launching it's, just, on it's risky there like, that there's a marketing campaign going on especially if it's on launch if it's a week before launch that is all a marketing campaign. that being said you can actually trade some of those and make like seriously good money like when when gmt step in launched i wasn't able to get in that but I was able to trade it for a decent amount and Calo, uh, as well as FitFi were also like huge launches and some of those projects had already been out and you were able to trade. Yeah, it's make- trend trading. So like if you're a trend trader, watch for these, right? Because actually not even for the fact that they're undisclosed shills half the time, but if you can watch these and determine, hey, this is like the narrative being pushed, you can hop on that early. Yeah, no, and I agree. There's still money to be made. I'm just kind of giving that warning for the 99% of people that are brand new. If you're brand new to crypto, you don't know how to research and you're watching these large influencers <laughs> to try to learn, just have that in the back of your mind, just being like, hey, I need to do my own research, my due diligence. And if it's ever a launch project, just never buy ICO day. If you're early in on it, you can get into the public sales, those allocations. That's a different story. People like Gary Vee, that's where they made all their money off getting into Facebook and projects like that early well, in the tech Gary space. Gary Vee made his money off of getting everyone on a Zoom call. Uh, uh, and saying, Let's all buy a lot of different products, ways. Guys. A lot Come of different on. ways. But <laughs> let's be real. You know, shout that out was Gary how the Vee. Web two. Shout out the hustle. You know, like I, I I agree. But that's I'm saying that was the Web two version. This is just the Web three version. So that's where we'll leave with Which that. Which I do want to shout out. Um, I had some community members reach out to me about Radix. Radix is up over 150 percent from when we first started talking about it. Um, shout out to everyone who got a bag, man. I mean, you know, like I'm very proud of the people who've invested because I not once said that I'm buying this. I've made no calls. I've made no financial statements about it. All I've done is highlight what I think is cool about the project. And I've said nothing about buying it or being bullish. I've just said, Hey guys, this is a project I like. It's doing well. I think you guys should look into it. Yeah, that's and it. If People you guys haven't already, themselves. if you haven't already, go check out the interview, which we'll link in the bio for you guys, where we actually interview a lot of the developers and the founders uh, yeah, from Radix themselves. Please check the description. Insane and tech. It's like ICP. Yeah, right? it's, it's very, very Massive. good. It's very, very good tech. And I really love some of the stuff they're building on it. The community is awesome. Shout out Radix community. Now, and people decided for themselves to decide whether or not they want to get in on that. And I'm so proud of the people who did and the people who did not because it means they made a choice for themselves. Like I, I hate when people follow in blind after we make a decision, which is really why I stopped doing calls and stuff. And sure. It's not going to get as many clicks, but I do feel like, you know, it's a lot more rewarding for me to see someone make their own decision and know they've done that because I have said very little. Yeah, dude, you I know, agree. it's kind of like I it's kind of like God, right? If you're doing everything right, I wouldn't compare yourself the, to that. But no, yeah. no, no, I'm saying like it's a, <laughs> it's a Futurama reference. If you're doing something right, people won't be sure if you've done anything at all. You and, know. And speaking of God, have you guys seen this uh, Elon Musk interview? We're gonna get into Gary Gensler right after that. We're kind of going a little bit different here today, but uh, I got something crazy coming up with the specious remark, which we'll tell you in just a second. I got but something crazy. I, yeah, we got something crazy. We got the brand new versions of the Arculus card. Finally, we're finally able to show you guys these clean, sleek, matte finished. Camera on uh, me, please. I have the black no, no, no. one. Back to I me. Have the back black to one. Me. Silver's, this. Silver's better. You can smell it. It's fresh off the presses, guys. Made in America. These cards are the guaranteed best way to store your crypto for $80. In our using, opinion. Using, in my opinion, obviously. You didn't let me finish. In my opinion, using code night 20 guys not only do we have a sleek new card for you but how many chains do we have josh let's start naming uh, i think them. they added like six but we got h bar finally for the hedera community we got cardano they listened to community the number one ticketed request was cardano they added that new blockchain you also got solana litecoin and dogecoin correct yes indeed it is it's growing some serious uh some serious stuff going on here 
Now, if you're watching the show and you already have an Arcuus card and you haven't seen our show from yesterday, we're going to link that in the description as well. Please go check that out. You can actually get a free upgrade from your current card at no charge. Arcuus is rolling this out for existing and new members who are, you know, looking to purchase cards. Yeah. It's actually one of the best company updates I've seen from a brand in the crypto space. And we're missing out on the biggest announcement, which obviously has Sam on the edge of his seat, just screaming over here. Give us a scream. <laughs> I don't <laughs> international so arculus is finally going international this again is the top hardware wallet in our opinion they have there are there are certain countries that that they're supporting and not supporting which we will they're growing they're growing but so stay tuned for that it is starting to go international and it's gonna be a lot more access points for you guys to pick up but next up we have guys moving into this elon musk interview which was wild with tucker carlson dropping an absolute bomb and deuce on uh larry the uh ex-founder of google uh but interesting conversation ai is the end of civilization that is kind of the looks that elon musk has and so he kind of just brings up the story of how he was really really close friends with larry page back when he invented uh and helped found open ai because if you guys didn't know elon musk was actually one of the early founders to what chat gpt is today when it was a nonprofit. and so in this conversation and in this interview which i recommend you guys check out we're going to link it for you guys or at least the article uh, he talks about how Larry Page had 75% of the world's top data engineers and scientists working on AI itself. They were the pretty much only company spearheading this, this industry. And Elon Musk left because Larry and the team didn't care about human security. He, Elon Musk is worried about AI becoming so advanced that once it's created, you won't be able to turn it off because well, it'll be smarter than the average human. This is the first time in ever in our lives that humans are no longer going to be the smartest creatures on the world. Well, look at it like this. If this is the timeline of AI from like the start of technology to AI, there's going to be a small window right here where we're going to be able to get insanely good deep fake. And I'm just waiting for that. Oh my God, Lucas. Uh, well, how do Stop I playing with my feet under the table? So I... no, no, bringing you back to a serious note. The one thing I think that a lot of people are going to have to start doing. One thing I think a lot of people are going to have to start doing with their family is providing a, like a secret, passphrase because ai voice generation even for the average person <clears throat> has gotten so good especially some of our older family members it's actually possible for them to replicate our voice to the point where people can't tell right yeah when so it's, phone call. it's really it's really concerning that that now i have to sit down and talk with my family hey guys if i ever call and need something that's very secure we need to have this passphrase because it could be someone who's stealing my voice using my identity yeah it, it provides a new layer of identity theft not to mention you know the, the the massive legal implications that has you think spam callers are bad imagine spam callers with your with your voice with your voice to your grandmother that's going to be absolutely f i mean there's a comic i love that it's like humanity perfects ai then ai perfects itself and then ai enslaves humanity and then sun comes with a solar array wipes out ai and then we worship the sun right and so who knows if this has all happened before <laughs> that's how the that's what happened to the aztecs <laughs> yeah that's or the, the or the egyptians or whatever but <laughs> I mean, the AI conversation is interesting because, um, I mean, it, that's why the pyramids were built is what like all the pyramids um, to disrupt the AI, like <laughs> waves that wiped out humanity, you know, 10,000 years ago. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. <laughs> um, but the AI conversation, I mean, the whole point of chat GPT was to now get human input and you know, your phones listen to you, your Amazon Alexa listens to you. How do we know that's not going into some AI input? It right? already is. Anytime you talk to your phone yeah. or, you know, my iPhone's listening to me right now, because mm. AI is just data analytics, right? And we're just giving it more and more data. It's going to know more and more about us. 
And so I know Elon was calling for a halt. Uh, and now he's launching his own stuff. company. Uh, I'm going to have this? XAI. <clears throat> no, Truth GBT. No, no, that's not what he's launching. Did he launch that? Yeah, I thought Elon was doing Truth GPT. He's no, doing, no. he's doing XAI. He's doing but, XAI. Uh, Truth GPT was a. Uh, I, don't, I forgot what that was. I was sponsored run through. Let Twitter. me have a Joker moment here, right? Okay. If, if which Joker, like we're, Dark we're, Knight Joker or the Joker movie Joker? We're leaning towards more of a Heath Ledger. Right oh, okay, now. okay. Let me have a Joker. It's not about the money. Yeah. Let me have a Joker moment. If we ever really want to destroy society, what we need to do is we need to target all the centralized data servers <laughs> where all our information is being collected by the NSA and the CIA. And what we need to do is make that information public. I'm talking search histories, DMs, text messages, phone calls. That's how you really destroy society because then at the end of the day, it's funny that you say that because everyone that's exposed. That's exactly what the government was doing with Twitter. So Elon Musk in the same interview said that the government was reading through and stored everybody's DMs, every single word because, but she doesn't say this in the interview, but Jack Dorsey knew, right? So no, he said that in the interview. Yeah. So isn't it yeah. suspicious? Also <clears throat> all the was on Twitter while Jack store Jack Dorsey was there. So, what i think it's yeah. interesting that jack dorsey's now i didn't know that was a problem on twitter that's like that was, it was a huge problem that once elon came Did in you read the it twitter files no dude all, all i'm saying is bitcoin people love jack dorsey i think they should really like think about that because he's doing block or whatever is decentralized the yeah the dude who let federal agencies in his platform the dude that allowed rampant on twitter that's the dude bitcoiners now trusting like are you kidding they all supporting him and then and just imagine what mark zuckerberg's doing yeah like smoking those meats the bro. same thing okay yeah sweet baby rays but it, it takes so little critical thinking to be like hey maybe i shouldn't support anything jack dorsey does even if he says i like bitcoin now like <laughs> it's just such bs that was his saving I mean, there's no, there's no, people still support him. I mean, there's no ethical people at that level. Uh, Everyone's had to make some kind of concession to be that powerful. You've made very powerful decisions. Yeah. I've decided that I'd never want to be a billionaire because I don't want to, I'm too nice. I'm too nice of a guy. Well, you might be a billionaire because of inflation. (laughs) Being a billionaire will buy you that balloon. (laughs) No, so yeah. I mean, off that though. Uh, yeah, there's just so much going on. Talking about people who, have to do stuff i mean gary gensler today's getting roasted on our 50th oh, birthday that was nice. so seeing him not be able to answer whether eth was a security is hilarious i mean look but but like get in his position right you basically have the cftc and sec going at odds about is this a commodity is this a security you can't say shit like he can because here's where he got caught he's enforcing action based on the precedent that he's trying to say ETH is a security. So if you are the head of a corporation making decisions, right, and someone questions why you're making those decisions, you can't just be like, well, actually, the we're not entirely sure why we're making those decisions. You're the CEO. You're the one calling for the decision to be made. So the fact that he's using enforcement action based off of Ethereum being a security or other cryptocurrencies being securities, but then when it's Congress, his boss, his job, he's got to report to them and say, okay, tell us why you think it's a security. He just goes, I can't it's really my personal answer that. Opinion. This is happening real a lot with the Ripple lawsuit because it's regulatory by enforcement rather than 
uh, coming out with a clarity, like a regulatory framework. There's no reasoning behind yeah, it. So Bill Hinman, have, yeah. Bill Hinman, like a few years ago, which was the ex SEC chair, did say Ethereum was not a security. And so now Gary is trying to go back <clears> on those words and say, oh, that was just his own expression, his own opinion. That wasn't affiliated with the SEC. But the problem is there's no regulatory framework at all. And when you have Gary Gensler for years advocating for a project like Algorand, right? He's like from MIT. He's really invested into the project. He thinks it's like awesome. He shilled it nonstop and then turns around like two day, two years later and goes, you know what? No, Algorand's a security too. Or, or Bitfinex or whatever. He'd launch hey man, JP Morgan today. had to slip that check into his pocket, you know, from the- They had to. Keep in mind, so Gensler said something uh, maybe a month ago that essentially was like, yeah, I think some of these things, maybe including Ethereum, are security. That's why the New York Attorney General then sued, I think it was OKX, right? Stating that there's- Wasn't it Bitfinex? Or Bitfinex. Stating that they were selling unregistered securities. They cited Gensler stating that such and such is a security, right? They were just waiting, chomping at the bit. Correct. Like, that's not- That's completely coordinated, right? That's completely coordinated. So once again, you have to think, you're the guy making these decisions. You know your opinions have weight- why haven't they just issued some guidance, right? Why hasn't the SEC, how long has Gensler been there now? How long has this been a topic? Why is he enforcing actions based on a guidance that doesn't exist? And then he when they ask him, well, what's the law? He just says, well, the laws are very clear. But he doesn't, obviously the market doesn't think the laws are clear. Yeah. He doesn't know if the laws he doesn't are even clear. Know no, the law, no, yeah. no one no knows. knows if look, the laws are clear. It's time to get rid of Gary Gensler. The, look, the easy solution here is we, first of all, need to remove Gary Gensler. We find just a raggedy homeless guy off the street, give him a shave, you know, pop some pills in him, throw him in the chair. He's going to do a better job. He's going to be, he's going to take Literally more anybody action. could be doing a better, any honest person could do a better job, right? Like it's, it's not that it's simply hard. simply sitting down at these, comp- these companies and working on a framework that makes sense. That doesn't push out innovation from the United States. The problem is, is. He's between he's being pulled between two places because the SEC makes money off all the lawsuits and filings that they place right. against these actions. So they want to make it as gray area as possible. Make so they can more come money. They're make, already federally funded, which so it, makes more money. Yeah. Well, yeah. So not our taxpaying. Money. Yeah. So they get yeah. they double dip because they get our taxpayer funding by being a government and agency. They take our investment. And then correct. And then they uh, it's so ridiculous. It's, it's do you, ridiculous. Do you guys remember when America used to be cool? Like we used to be science driven folk and we went to the moon and we had all these cool technologies after world war ii to be clear we shut up (laughs) (laughs) to be clear we still are cool we just like we're in that weird goth phase (laughs) maybe that no goth is we're in the uh what we're in like that weird punk phase yeah Yeah. we're in our teen punk phase we're trying to figure out who we are teen wolf what an awful show we're going through i'm so glad i never watched that um well, that was a. I don't know if anyone here probably ever watched that. I just know it's a reference people make. Okay, yeah, don't don't ever go you down that rabbit. It. No, that but it was big. Okay. Anyway, like a choke collar. Ow! He's like he howls at his house. <laughs> I wish I didn't watch Twilight either. Um, was never was never big into that. But anyway, America's still cool. We're just. I mean, the fact that we can even talk about these things. That's pretty right. cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, there's no right. gazpacho showing up at my door. Correct. Yeah. No. I mean, for all we know, we're making a bad move. Gensler's gonna be like the dictator of all financial matters and he's gonna go after blockchain boy he's as gonna, soon he's, as he's like he's supreme gonna, leader. He's gonna have me like Leia in Star Wars with He's gonna use an AI software, software that had anybody that said Gary Gensler sucks, like just everybody will be targeted. You're all I should have chat GBT what it thinks of Gary Gensler, but 
maybe that's a topic for another day. So are, do we need to explore altcoins now? I, that, I think yeah, we should, for a couple minutes. We should go over this. So like we said, you know, we mentioned it before. Radix has been on a tear. A lot of the altcoins have been on a tear. ICP looks uh, like it's primed for even a higher climb right now, potentially even getting to $10. We'll see. That'd be really cool. That's nice. 2x from under 5, which is where we started really talking about it, which I have a rule if it's under 5. I'm going to try and get in there and be alive. That's a terrible saying, but you tried. you tried. That's I tried. Um, you know, those two have been pumping nicely. We have seen a lot of money flow from Bitcoin to Ethereum and then to some of the altcoins, which is funny. As this is happening, NFTs are kind of shitting the bed. A lot of drama happening over there. Hmm. One of the biggest board ape holders, Frankel and his board, um, were mutuals on Twitter. I already talked to him a couple yeah, times. Yeah, met him. Oh, wait, um, no, I met him. I think you met him. Yeah. He, you know, cool dude, but uh, basically just got uh, rugged on some investment. Now he's basically sold the majority of his apes. Isn't and retired. he down like 650 ETH? No, no, no. He, 2000. He retired. He retired from crypto Twitter. He's done. That's an expensive um, retirement, man. Not only that, dude, the <clears throat> board apes are kind of in this place where, you know, they're getting flooded back and forth. And, you know, honestly, it brings me joy considering I are flooded Are still a successful project? You think, like, That's is the hype bait. over? Or are they going to come back? I believe that they diluted their their ecosystem too much. Yuga yeah. Labs now has Ord Apes, Mutant Apes, Kennel Club, uh, Other Side Land. Got too greedy. Like they got like uh, the Codas. They got um, like one they or two other things. Spawn. There's there's a couple projects Apecoin. out there that are huge. But what's actually interesting to see now is the NFT market's kind of moving away from the copy paste type like uh, animal style like easy PFP pictures, and the ones that are sustaining value and holding their value are actually like true art. So it's like artists that spent you know true art hours for something crazy big 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 company nfts that are yes. like being used and so the nft market if you're in it right now it's like kind of degen day trading at this point i think uh I mean, which the liquidity is not even there people just dumping i mean with blur dumping, that happened yeah. i mean but that's the nft market going back to crypto i still think there's a lot of opportunity here is there anything you're looking at josh yeah, I'm going to keep saying it because it's. I'm still looking at decentralized science. I swear this is the next 50 to 100x industry because the thing about the decentralized science out there right now, it's probably under a $30 million market cap between all of the DeSci products that are there. And there's like a ton that are 100, 200, 300,000. But they have no marketing efforts yet because these are companies that are just literally raising money for grants for their scientists and researchers and the DAOs themselves. They don't have a marketing budget yet. So once you see that come in, and you start seeing the VCs come and you start seeing these get listed on exchanges because the only place they're available really is through DEXs. That is something I see. Okay, these are where I got moon bags like Vita Dow, uh, which Vitalik's now really interested in. You have Gene, Genomics Dow. I'd really start looking into these and researching them. Uh, Vietnam with the prime minister uh, just visited one of the laboratories. I think it was from Genomics. And a couple of these projects has uh, its genomes or genomics. They're all like the same word. One of them is the parent company is Genetica, which is partnered with Harvard, Cornell, uh, massive universities. So these are like real scientists working together with no funding yet. So I'm waiting for that first funding round to come in. And as soon as you see one get about listed on an exchange, you're probably going to start being late to the party because now VC money's here to pump and dump and make money. When do we start saying nerds? Um, well, I'm going to keep... I don't know. You can say as I'm making money, bro. That's, hey, I'm going to see what you, I'm going to see what you get into. And then I'm going to put 50 bucks in each coin. That's fair guys. Uh, we're out of time today. This is a, this is a, our, this is our time, but I wanted to say thank you for joining us for our 50th episode guys, for real. Yeah, this was um, awesome. You know, we've, we've come a long way since we started. We added Sam as one of our co-hosts here, part of, part of the show, part of the team. Um, 
dude, it's just been a, it's been a fun time. I can't wait to see what our hundredth looks like. You know, hopefully I'm not dead and, and, and in the, in the ground by then because I got hit by a bus or something crazy, but you know, it, I'm pretty excited to Sam, see. Sam, is there goes. anything you want to lead off with? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that's a, that's a great kryptonite out. Kryptonite out. <laughs> <Kryptonite out. laughs>